Hey there, CDB. That's Eric Deshaun Barrett. And if you're listening to this when it's released, then it is Monday. It is eight days into month eight, 2022 years after Awesome Sauce things have occurred. We got some things I want to talk about today. So if you don't mind, I'd like to get, uh, as my Miami Dolphins would say, to it, to it. You, you don't mind, do you? I appreciate you. Yay! Uh, my lovely peoples, again, it's a wonderful opportunity we have to come together to chat, to share what's on our proverbial brains. I say proverbial because, uh, well, I don't know if it is proverbial. You have some things on your brain. You just are not uh, sharing it like I'm sharing it. At least not at this moment, you're not. But there, there are some opportunities for you to do that. We'll talk about that in just a few moments. Uh, but I do appreciate you for coming to hear what's on my mind. You're always on my mind. I hope you know that. I give uh, give a shout out. I give privileged honor. Can I say privileged honor? It is a privilege and it is an honor. I don't know if I can put those two together, but let's just say I can. I give a privileged honor to all of the people out there in this world who are bringing awareness to various issues, who are the masters of connecting their communities, their families, and their friends, who are dominating the creative space. And all, oh, we cannot forget about our fellow engagers, our people who make sure that we are facilitating and bombarding the system, that the system knows that we demand to be heard. And finally, my friends out there who are understanding their mandate, their calling, their spiritual wakeness or wokeness that they're doing unto others that they would have it done unto them, that they are loving their neighbors as they love themselves. I appreciate all of you. My friends, we're going to have some conversations today. As I said, we got one or two things that I want to talk about. We're not going to bombard you today. We're just going to hit you with two things. and We're going to get out of your hair. The first thing we want to talk about today is the lack of civic understanding in our communities. The lack of civic understanding in our communities. And then the second thing we want to talk about is companies invading our communities without a lack of understanding, all right? The lack of civic engagement in our communities and companies invading our communities without a lack of understanding. Please write those two things down. Then we wanna give some appreciation to our friends, as I said, in the creative space, but mostly in the musical creative space. Shout out to No Copyright Sound. They are doing everything they can to promote artists that, believe it or not, you wouldn't know. You Let's be truthful. You wouldn't know some of these people that you hear on this particular broadcast existed if it wasn't for No Copyright Sound. You never heard of them before. But you know what they're doing? They're out here. They're making music. They're enlightening the world to their thoughts, their opinions, their feelings. They're doing what they can to make sure that they are heard. And that is completely awesome sauce. And we give deference to them on this day. Now then, we're going to get those things on our brain. We already gave all our honors and our shout outs. And uh, we're going to get this party started. Should we do that? We got some things we want to talk about before that. I told you about being heard. How you can be heard. We want to do that. Let's do that right now. Then we're going to get started. Well, my friends, as I said, it's a good honor to be with you. And I hope you took to heart what we just discussed over there, because that's a good way for you to do what I do. I said earlier that you don't get to express yourself like I do, but you do. And that's all thanks to Anchor, and we don't have to relitigate or, well, relitigate, I like that statement. We don't have to re-argue. We don't have to make it more. We don't have to make another opening statement. We've already made one. And I appreciate you for being a part. Ah. 
I am, I am struggling here. We're getting to it, to it, by the way. Um, because I, I, I was in the community. One of the parts of it, there are a lot of uh, parts of the community as I bent down to make sure that my phone charger was plugged in. Just in case you, saw, you, you heard a difference in the audio. Uh, and being in the community, uh, got the privilege to talk to one or two people who had some ideas and some perspectives of what they wanted to see in their neighborhoods. And one of those persons wanted a community garden and they uh, put their eyes on a piece of land that sits on the corner of their street. That piece of land is owned by a company named Dominion Power. Now, Dominion Power, for those of you who may not have any familiarity with Norfolk, uh, is the power company, the electric company. Uh, it might be P&G if you're in the California area or I don't remember what the Texas grid is called. But they are responsible for all of the juice that fuels our electric, our air conditioners, our heaters, so forth and so on. And yes, some houses do have, well, no, you don't feel heat by electric. Well, you can if you got those space heaters, but you know, some people have gas, some people have oil is what I was trying to say. I happen to be one of those persons who run off oil, but you still need the power for the thing to run through, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, the thing that fascinates me about this process of trying to uh, get this a piece of business off the ground, this piece of business being uh, creating a community garden and utilizing the space. But before we get to that, let me backtrack because I felt like I, I ran, I left out one or two details. This piece of property that uh, is on the corner of this community, in one of the corners, should I say, of this community, has been abandoned by the Dominion Power. They're not using it for anything, at least not currently they're not. Uh, the grass is extremely high and uh, it's fenced off, of course, but, you know, it's, it's a public nuisance, if you will. And so the thing that, that fascinated me when we were talking about it, I, I explained it with a couple of civic leaders and, and their answer was, well, you know, it's, it, people have to understand uh, that the, it's a lot of work involved and, and it's going to be a difficult situation. The The basic point is, I don't want to keep going in that. That gets my blood pressure up. You know how if you've had like a 13 year old and they asked you for a puppy and you sat down with the 13 year old and you explained to him all the ins and outs of What's going to go into having a puppy? Because, you know, you got to tell him. You got to make sure he understands the responsibilities and all that good stuff. You understand, you've had 13-year-olds. The problem that I have with this conversation is that you're talking to grown people. People who have bought and paid mortgages, have raised not one, but two sets of 13-year-olds. Some of these got grand cheerings. That's raising cheerings. And to be talked to in this manner, to be approached in the manner of, well, you got to make sure that you know what you're doing. Basically, like these 67 and 80 year old people are children, petulant children at that is disturbing to me. But that's not the other part or the bad part. The disturbing, the, the part that makes my, my skin crawl, makes my blood boil, is that nobody is discussing, or nobody is having the conversation, or nobody wants to go down and beat up Dominion Power for not cutting their grass. They don't want to beat up Dominion Power for leaving their resources or their property uh, to the point where it's a public nuisance. Now, I'm not trying to beat up Dominion Power. What I'm trying to say is if you're going to beat up the people and tell them that they need to be prepared for what's going to occur, why you didn't beat up the company for already doing what you are criticizing the community for fitting to do. Does that make any sense? Let me make sure that I have explained it so I understand it. 
How you going to sit here and tell me that you scared of what I'm going to do, but you're not going to talk to the company who's already doing what you scared I'm going to do? Huh? That doesn't confuse, it doesn't make sense, does it? Doesn't make sense at all. None of this makes sense. So the second part of this argument is that you have these companies that come and they they put their organizations in our communities and you have no idea who they are. You have no idea how the deals were made. You have no idea who the uh, person of contact is. I'm of the opinion that if you build anything in a community, whether it's a power grid or a grocery store or a corner store, whatever the case may be, even down to people who purchase homes, there should be a community directory that every civic league has. And that community directory has the phone numbers, the emails, uh, the 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 important, the necessary, I, I make up words, don't worry, I'm going to make a dictionary before I die. The necessary contact information for every parcel of land in that community. So if something needs to happen, you can go to your Civic League president and say, you know what, I'm going to get on the phone with ABCDE. I got his number right here. There, Yeah, that, that land over there. You, you got a problem over at 2514? Yeah. Let me see. That that's that's John Briscoe. Yeah, let me let me get in the phone. Let me get him on the horn and see if we can't uh get down to business, down to brass tacks about what's going on. I don't understand why that's not happening. Now you may say, well, in my neighborhood that does happen. We have every great, wonderful. I am so happy for you. That ain't happening in every neighborhood in this city. That's not happening in every community group in this city. You know, there's, there's sometimes when I go to these meetings, and it's just something else that cooks my craw. Because, we're going we, to get to this more detail, but I just want to say it right here. Because the, the business leaders live in certain parts of this area. We know that. They live somewhere in Ocean View. They live somewhere in Ghent. They live somewhere in Launchmont. And so it's almost taken for granted because those people are residing in certain areas that, well, I don't understand why this is a problem because it's not a problem to us. Of course it's not. The dude lives right next door to you. You come outside and you both meet as you're watering the begonias and you're looking at the tulips and clipping them and make sure that they don't come up and start tearing over your yards. But they live in Launchmont. I live in Attic Square. I don't have those opportunities. I don't have those connections in Attic Square. And so taking for granted that because I am privileged, that is something that I believe we struggle with in our society, in our culture. Understanding privilege. That Dominion Power CEO, that Virginia Natural Gas CEO, that Bell of Atlantic. What is Bell of Atlantic? I think I was trying to say Bell Atlantic, who is now Verizon. There we go. That CEO living in our communities. We take, we take for granted that we have a level of privilege that allows us the opportunities that other communities don't have. So we have to make sure we're doing something about that. That is something I want to work on. How do we make sure that we have created a directory for every person that moves into the community? And then those directories are set off. Maybe that's something to sit down with the real estate agents to talk about. I don't know if they want to do any more work. They kind of, well, I'm not going to call them lazy, but you know. But maybe that's something to talk about them with. Look. When you come into the neighborhood, these are your schools. These are your, your athletic opportunities. There's your civic league president down there. There's a possibility some folks do have those conversations. I don't know. I have not been to talk to a real estate agent. Maybe I should get one on the line and, and see how that works. But if that isn't happening, then maybe this is a good opportunity for us to do that, for us to sit down and have those discussions and say, hey, listen, um, how do we um, 
make sure that when you're selling homes, that everybody knows everything that they need to know about their house, about their property. Over in Chesterfield Heights is a great example. Chesterfield Heights is a community in Norfolk that uh, many people moved in somewhere between uh, 15, well, let's, let's go down about 10 and 20 years ago. Maybe a little bit less than that, but we'll, we'll just stick at 10. Uh, between 10 and 20 years ago, people was moving on Chesterfield Boulevard. That's the, the backside, the, the, the basin, if you will, of Chesterfield Heights. And they're moving on there and, and they were doing the whole deal with the real estate agents and so forth and so on. And they were being told, well, you know, your wall, your land goes uh, about 15 feet out into the water. And the people were buying it because they felt like that uh, because their land. Oh, I forgot to tell you, please forgive me for admitting that Chesterfield Boulevard sits on the Elizabeth River. That's why I call it the basin of Chesterfield Heights. And so people are buying it, thinking that they have waterfront property, truly. And that they can go across the street and they can uh, put their boats and their ramps and so forth. And they're finding out now that that is not true. But their real estate agent did not tell them that. So now we have this big old conflict, you see. When the city came in, they wanted to redo uh, certain aspects and make sure that they were preparing the city for what they called a hundred year reign. That hundred year reign, we don't have to go into details about that. We can talk about that tomorrow. But the point is that these people now realize that what they thought they had when they got to the neighborhood, they don't have anymore. And it's a conflict. And it all started with people being able to not provide everyone with the documentation, the accurate information that they needed to be successful and very educated home buyers. That can change if we put this plan of making sure, again, that when somebody purchases a house, why isn't the Civic League president informed? Why aren't the community leaders informed? They might get that in certain other areas. I don't know, but it definitely is not happening at all. So you sign your papers and you, you are ready to move in and the realtor goes out and they hand you the keys to the house. The first thing or the first call needs to happen after that. Well, I would just want to get your civic lead president on the horn and let them know that uh, you're moving in. It's not that hard, people, to do this. And then when the people move in, as I keep reiterating and hoping you get this, they're like, oh, well, all right. So at least I got access to what's going on in my neighborhood. I, I talked to a lady, and I'm going to finish this point with this. I talked to a lady who moved into one of the neighborhoods, and they said, I've been here 30 years. I've never heard of Civic League president. Never seen him, never came around here, never said anything to me, so forth and so on. That's a problem. That's a problem that we can correct. You have people who move in who do not know who you are. They don't know who. If I move in and I don't know who the people are, the people don't know the same. We have a problem. Hmm? If somebody dies in our communities and we don't know that they died, they've been here 50, 60 years. And some of them don't even know they're dead, don't even know they're sick. That is a problem that we can correct civically. So that's the first aspect I want us to think about today. How do we make sure that everybody in our communities are aware of what's going on and who's going on? And B, how do we make sure that everybody has access, or at least somebody has access to who our community people are? Mm, that, that sounds like fun, doesn't it? We're going to work on that, I promise you. But you know what you're going to, we're going to work on first? Let me tell you what we're going to work. Let me, let me tell you. Let me call my nerds and tell you what we want. What we, why, why am I having a tongue twister there? Let me call my nerds and tell you what we're fitting to work on next. There you go. I'll talk like that. I'll make sure that I don't, get, I don't get stuck around the W's. We fitting to work on some music. No copyright sound, as I say. I am a huge component of creativity. 
I'm a huge component, a huge supporter, a huge advocate of people being heard. I feel that we live in a society that likes to, likes to categorize people. They look down on creativity. Unless you are Beyonce, unless you are Jay-Z, unless you are uh, Drake or somebody of that nature, they consider those the, the doctors and the lawyers of our society. But if you are just an underground artist that's selling mixtapes out of your trunk, well, you are the less than. You go, boy, go get a job. Girl, go find you something to do with your life. Get you a husband or something. No copyright sound is out here making sure that that is that narrative has is changed. They're working hard to make sure of saying. So they're providing you again with access to people that you wouldn't have heard of. You wouldn't have known existed until you got this piece of business. Mm-hmm. Put them in your ears if you will. No copyright sound. Madam DJ, Mr. DJ, non-binary DJ is over there in the corner. And he's got something to play for us to get ourselves a little bit, to give us some thinking tools. Hear the music. You might not like the lyrics. You might not even like the beat. But at least hear it. And then say, I don't really like this, but homie's talking about something that makes sense to me. That's what we hoping for right here. We're going to take a little pause, put that right in here. Hey, it's EDB. We'll be back in just a few moments with our second point of the day. Let's get to it, if you will. Mr. Madam, non-binary DJ, waiting on you, brother, sister. Trying to figure ways to you Your voice stuck in my brain We never got to see it through And I know I feel more pain If we're speaking truth Cause when the daylight comes I still lose So when I feel it again I just don't know And I'm hoping I'll find a way to let go so if you love me, how could you leave me so low? So when I feel it again, I just don't know I just don't know Just don't know. 
opportunity to share with some awesome sauce people I told you they got something to say if you pay attention to them and hear the words that are coming out of their mouths you will you'll more than likely see that it's really something in these streets to deal with they really got their finger on the pulse we thank them for sharing with us on this this Monday eight days into month eight 2022 years after awesome sauce things have occurred. Ah, let's get to our second point. You got things to do. We don't want to take up all your time. I, uh, we, we talked earlier about uh, things that are going on as far as people and 
opportunities being brought in our communities we, we know nothing about. We didn't talk about the churches. Oh, you're going to hear me beat them churches up a lot because I believe that they're important, but I also believe that they're doing some silliness. You have churches who are moving into our communities. And I'm going to segue into this, but I didn't put this in earlier. I'm going to segue into what we want to talk about here, but, but let's go back. Because you got churches that are moving into our communities. And these churches are not engaging the communities. They don't know who the Civic League president is. They don't know who the community structure is. As a matter of fact, in certain neighborhoods, the Civic League presidents are going to the church leaders and begging for the support of the church and the church is just dismissing them. This is the problem that we have in our culture. Why nobody wants to be involved. I don't understand why nobody sees this. Why nobody wants to be involved is because who wants to continue to get on their knees and beg somebody for help? Don't nobody want to do that. So the best thing to do is T.I. say when you're back against the wall you just start shooting. Did I mess that sentence up? When you're back against the wall, you just start shooting. So you want to know why there's a lot of crime and, and situation in this world? You know what? I'm going to tell you. Let me open this door here and pull out the Bible. Open the Bible. I want to read it out of the, uh, out of the book. I don't want to go to no. I want to do old school. Let me go and turn the pages. Open the Bible to the book of Hosea, chapter number four. It's uh, right there. Let's look on the table of contents so you'll know where it is. The book of Hosea is uh, uh, right there between Daniel and Joel. I don't know where you will find it, but for me, it's on page 797. It may, I'm certain it's going to be different unless you have the Holman Christian Bible that I have. Uh, but Jose chapter number four uh, talks about, didn't you say 797? You didn't fool me. And go back and read this here. It says 797. Okay. I've been looking at 697. That's why I ain't find it. 797. We're going to find it. Uh-huh. Right between uh, Daniel and Joel. As I said, we're going to go to chapter four. I want to read this to you very quickly. Uh, number two, verse two. It says, um, well, you know what? My DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ, do me a favor. Put something here. Mm-hmm. There you go. Little mood music. To help us read. We're gonna, this is going to be our verse of the day. I'm talking to my spiritual people here. To help you understand why I am feeling the way that I'm feeling. Or why I feel that we need to address these things in this manner. Chapter 4 verse 2 says. Cursing. Lying. Murder. Stealing. And adultery are rampant. One act of bloodshed follows another. For this reason, the land mourns and everyone who lives in it, along with the wild animals and the birds of the sky. Why? Because you have rejected knowledge. The people are destroyed. Because the preacher rejected it, then the people lack it. That's in chapter four, verse two. And you can start there and go all the way down to verse number six. You'll find everything I just said. That, my friends, on this wonderful day, 8-8, is the word of the Lord. Blessed be the God of our salvation. I, I want to take time to read that because a lot of us don't really pay attention, at least I don't think we do, to the fact that a lot of the struggles that we're having, if I put this down, I hope you didn't hear me as I, I tried to softly drop the phone on the, on the table. I wanted to mark that so I can remember to 
you know, I got things to do with that. So I just wanted to make sure it was marked. I put the little little uh, page divider thing. You know, those wonderful things, those l- lovely pieces of leather that divide your pages in the Bible. You understand. Anywho, I, um, I wanted to do that, putting that verse there, because a lot of the struggles that we're facing, the Bible talks about it. Now, I know there's some of us who don't believe in the Bible and and we don't believe in Christianity for that matter. It's just that book the King James came up with. But actually, this ain't King James. This is the Coleman, the uh, Christian Standard Bible, CSB. So that's a whole nother translation, which I can think about one or two people who go say, you going to hell because you ain't reading King James. And then the other people like, King James made it up. It's a whole big thing. But getting back to my point. When we have our churches who have decided that they are not going to participate, that they are not going to engage the communities, that they're just going to build their massive cathedrals inside, and then, well, we decide what we're going to do in the community. We're not going to go and find out anything. There was a guy by the name of, uh, oh, wow, I had, I, I, wanted, I thought if I said that sentence long enough, I'd remember it. Uh, He does Passion City Conferences. What is that guy's name? Giglio. That's his last name. What is his first name? I don't know. But I know it's Giglio. He does Passion Conferences. Passion or Giglio, Pastor Giglio. Let me just say it like that. That's all right. The black church, we hardly know the names anyway. Pastor Giglio said, what you need to do is you need to go and see what God's working and join that. In other words, don't roll into the community with your own agenda. Roll in there, find out what they're doing and how you can help enhance it. And then if you find there's nothing there, then you find the ideas of the people and then you enhance that. That's what I would like to propose to our church leaders. You're building buildings in these communities or either you're buying them because you get cheap rent or you found you a nice place to hold your meetings. That's fine. That's best we have in our neighborhood. We go out, we need a building. We need to find a building. They're not interested in the neighborhood. They're not interested in the culture. We just need some place to go to hold our facilities, our meetings. Well, when you get there, then learn the community. Learn the Civic League. Learn the optics of the neighborhood. What is needed in that neighborhood? What is not needed in the neighborhood? And then you can start building your ministries based on that, and the people will come. In the words of Mr. Uh, another name that I totally see in my head but can't think of it, what's that black dude's name that's been in there? He did to serve with love, and guess who's coming to dinner? He just died. What is that name? He, he went out there and built a chapel. He said, I'm going to build me a chapel because if you build it, the people will come. What is that black dude's name? Oh, I can't remember. Nonetheless, let's get to my second part so we can get out of your hair. Some of you are screaming at me. Find me at Eric D. Barrett. No, excuse me. We don't do that anymore. We've changed all of our socials. I'm sorry for those of you who've been with me for so long and you're, you're looking for Eric D. Barrett on the internet. It's not there anymore. It's Hey, it's EDB everywhere. On Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, anywhere that you could possibly think of. We're more than likely there under Hayes EDB. And then also go to HayesEDB.com to make sure that you are uh, up to date on what we're doing in these streets. Anyway, that's for those of you who are screaming at me because you know who that black dude is that was into Sir With Love and Guess Who's Coming to Dinner and Lilies of the Field and the one who talked about he's going to build a chapel. Oh, I can't think of that man's name. Anyway, my final point of the day in conjunction with what we were talking about here, is communities that are lacking support. Communities that are lacking the investments that they need internally. We're not talking about city dollars. We're not talking about foundation dollars. We're talking about the lack of support from within the community to build strong, civic, engaging communities. That is a huge problem in our neighborhoods. And part of that problem is because we don't have the proper understanding of how to invest in our civic communities. 
We're angry. We feel whatever way we feel. And to some degree, it's the power struggle. Or the, yeah, the power struggle. You say, what do you mean by that? I, I thought that was self-explanatory. But um, now that I heard it out loud, I realize it may not be self-explanatory. The power struggle is, A, I have my ideas and I want my ideas to be better than your ideas. So I'm going to sit here and beat you up and fight until I get my ideas through. The thing that I don't think folks understand is that if we ever got back to a society that said guns can be utilized in any way possible, a whole lot of these folks wouldn't fight the way they fight. They would not treat people the way they treat people. Because again, as T.I. said, when you're back against the wall, you just start shooting. Folk don't realize that there's a lot of blood boiling and a lot of folks sitting in there at their kitchen tables with the little gunpowder and the little, uh, the little big old Q-tip cleaning out the barrels of their guns because they're just sick and tired of being treated like garbage and being overpowered and overruled because some high school uh, beyond person, what I mean a high school beyond person, you know, some of us in our older communities may not have finished uh, all of our education. They might have went and got their GED, but then there's other folks that live in our neighborhoods that got their PhDs and their masters and they went to Harvard and they went to Princeton and they went to Yale. And because I went to Harvard and Princeton and Yale, then I feel like I know a little bit more than you. And so therefore, I should have the opportunity to express my opinions more because my opinions actually mean more because of my background and my uh, matriculations that I just, I just, I'm, I'm smarter than you. And you have to understand that, that, that sometimes we need smarter people than others because we can't accomplish anything because the stupid people just don't know what they're doing. Uh-huh. You, that, that makes your blood boil, don't you? And that's why you sit at the house. That's why you don't want to go. That's why you don't want to participate. Because you're tired of that BS. We have to make sure that that is not the way that this happens. And I'm going to tell you how we're going to do it. I want to go in to every community. That isn't working. If your community's working, then that's fine. You don't need me. The well does not need a physician. That's also in the Bible. We'll talk about that later. But I want to go into every community. And I want to revitalize the civic the civic community the civic portion of the community that's what I'm trying to say structure it make sure that everybody who has property if you own it or if you live there both apply what I mean by that is there's some folks who own the property but they are renting it out well the owner should have a say because the owner owns the property and you shouldn't do anything around his home or her home without them knowing. But the renter should have a say because they can deal in the activities and events and opportunities that may come through the civic league, AKA if a tax program comes through or the, the crime unit comes through to give information, they should know what happens. You know, maybe you have to drop uh, what is it? Stop, drop and roll. Or if there's a possibility of, of, you know, vaccines or tech classes or, or advancements or whatever, what, 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 the list goes on and on. So both of those need to know, the owner and the renter. And both of those need to be on file with a proper email. Everybody should have email by now. They don't have text message or phone calls or something of that nature. We, we need to make sure everybody is, is updated, is engaged. All right. And then you go in and you say, you know what? We're making this decision and you shoot it out via a ballot. And the ballot goes out to the community via the email and they go in and they can say, you know, I want John for president. I want Bill for this. I want that. And then they send it back. Or we're getting ready to start a community garden and we're just sending it out because we want your perspective on it. Do you feel like we should have a community garden? Would you participate in the community garden? So forth, so forth. Goes right out to your email. 
Now, here's the thing that I need to make sure that everybody understands. Because even if you have people say, well, the problem is the folks don't come to the Civic League. And so they shouldn't know because they if they don't come. They don't need to be involved. Well, here's the problem. Like I live right now in Ingleside. Ingleside has at least 2,000 people in it. At least 2,000. It's probably more than that. There's not a building in Ingleside that's going to hold 2,000 people at one time. There's not a building in any of these communities. Where are you going to take them all to the scope? We, we, we got to go down to CRC. Poplar Halls may be able to do that. But other than that, where are you going to hold 2,000 people at one time? It's not possible. So by creating a structure that says, you know what? We're going to send community delegates. And we're going to talk about all this as we progress. Community delegates that can go to the Starbucks and meet around the table or that can go down to the president's house and all sit at the, at the dining room table or in the living room. And those delegates then say, you know what? Uh, Chapel Street, uh, Delegate James from Chapel Street and Delegate Sims from, from, from Peters Avenue and Delegate Martin from Davis Street. Yeah. We, we all get together with the president. We decide what's going on based upon what we've heard in our communities. And it's a big, drawn-out, long-listed idea, and I'm not explaining it well here. I'm going to put it all on detail, and, and, and it's going to be on heycdb.com. We're going to start spreading this idea throughout uh, the communities. But this way, I believe, makes sure that everybody gets involved, that everybody gets included, that everybody gets access. Because there's some folks in your community who have a little bit more time, a little bit more energy, and a little bit more know how than the others. But that doesn't mean that the people who lack should be left out. Because if not, go back to chapter four, verse two, cursing, lying, murder, stealing, and adultery will run rampant, bloodshed, one following another. I'm sorry to hit that in your ear, but I felt my preaching spirit coming on. I don't know if I'm a preaching spirit and I was just frustrated. So that's what we want to do. I'm going to put all that. We're going to write all up, up in a proposal. And we're going to put it on heyitsedb.com. And then we're going to start spreading it throughout the communities. This is some of the things that I want to do. Now then, when we got that out the way, or we have discussed that, let's talk about one other thing we want to talk about. Actually, we've already talked about it today. Our friends over at No Copyright Sound. You know we're going to go back there. They're out here in these streets, as I said, doing what they can to make sure that we are being heard. Listen to the music. Listen to the lyrics. You don't have to necessarily get into it. You don't have to blast it in your cars. I hope you're not, because if you, what if y'all gonna blast it? Don't put the bass on and make sure that the window's up. Everybody got time to be hearing your stuff. But listen to it. Hear their thoughts. Hear their focal points. Hear their heart. Take an opportunity to go, hmm, maybe this boy or this gal got something to say over here. I should give her a listen. Do that if you will. Again, thank you, Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ over there knowing what they got to do to make sure that we get this stuff in people's ears. No copyright sound doing the same. We're going to do that. We're going to come back. We'll talk about what day it is. We'll get out your hair. You got that music for us? Play it if you will. Yes, sir. Hold me close till I get out.
Till my shadow turns to sun rays And on and on we'll go Through the wastelands, through the highways And on
Ah, we're here. For some of us, we're getting ready to conclude this day eight of month eight, 2022 years after awesome sauce things occurred. It's also day 220 in the Gregorian calendar. On this day in 1899, the refrigerator is patented. The United Nations Charter was signed by President Truman in 1945. And in 1974, President Richard Nixon announced he would resign the following day. It's all lovely, along with 24 other things that happened on this day. Some of those things being National Liam Day. Learn all about the name Liam and why it is so and so special. National Frozen Custard Day. Get ready to treat yourself, your sweet tooth, with this tasty frozen dessert. It's National Dollar Day. You might as well go ahead and observe that because we don't know how long the dollar's going to last around. National CBD Day. Set aside a day of relaxation and enjoy our great facts about CBD benefits. Don't relax too hard. You might want to figure out what it is before you start smoking it. Smoke weed every day. I'm oh, sorry, did I say that loud? Happiness Happens Day. A dying to know day. Today is about fostering deep conversation about the one thing all humans have in common. Death. We talked about that. Why you don't know people who are sick or dying in your community. Digital Nomad Day. An increasingly online world, any corner of any city could be your office. All of our people who are out there who are working from home, virtual workers. National Braiders Day. August 8th, National Braiders Day, an opportunity for reflection, advocacy, education, and celebration of the cultural significance of hair braiding and the professionals who do it. Those are the things that we celebrate today. You know what else we celebrate today? We celebrate you. We celebrate you because you care for your friends and your family. You share with your communities and most importantly, you pray. Not just for the people who lace up the uniforms of these station nineties, but civilized nations all over this world. We appreciate them too. They got kids, you know. At least some of them do. So we'll do this again. We thank you for being here today, and we'll look to do it as I said again tomorrow. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. Until then, for me and mine, unto you and yours, ladies.